Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, The Work of the Walk. Our text is Genesis, the 17th chapter, the first through the eighth verses. I'm just going to read a few of those to kind of get you familiar with this story. You know it well. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. It's a wonderful story, and there's so much in it. It's rich with meaning. God's covenant with Abram to make him the father of many nations was actually set in two stages. The first consisted of grace and faith. God blessed Abram, and in return, all that was required of Abram was to believe. It was in the second stage that the deeper implications of this covenant began to emerge. Abram's name was changed. He got a more detailed understanding of what was expected of him because faith is never passive. It requires action. Walk before me and be blameless. Those were his instructions. Now you may say, Reverend Liz, I've been on a spiritual walk since I joined church 50 years ago. And I would say that it's not what we're talking about here. It's interesting that Abraham is one of the most detailed and lengthy stories in the Bible. You learn that this man had many struggles with his faith after the initial call by God. He tried to pass his wife Sarah off as his sister. Remember that? When he ended up before the Pharaoh. He and Sarah tried to get ahead of God when they chose to have a child through Hagar the slave. Abraham was called by God, but he was fully human with all the issues that humanity brings. It was much later in Abraham's journey that God said, Walk before me and be blameless. This admonition to walk before God was a huge part of a process. Abraham was 75 years old when he set off from Haran. He was 86 when Hagar bore Ishmael. And he was 99 years old when God explained the details of the covenant. 24 years passed between the time God called Abraham and the time God gave him his walking orders. You see what I mean? This is a process. God does not necessarily tell you everything at the beginning of your call. What did God mean for Abraham to walk before him? Well, I would argue that God is addressing how Abraham is to grow in his spiritual life. The Hebrew word for walk is halakh, to proceed, to move. God is concerned with the cultivation of Abraham's character. And notice how clear God is in these instructions. Walk before me and be blameless. There's nothing obscure or abstract here. At some point in Abraham's life, God says there is a need 
for you to better develop your walk before me. I want to see what you're doing. I want to notice how you're doing it. Your spiritual life, the day in, the day out, 24-7 habits that, that contribute to the whole of your thinking, speaking, and acting should be developed before me. God says, I want you to come closer. I'm stepping up your game. We're taking it to the next level, and I'm watching you. You are my priority. Walk before me and be blameless. This charge is one of the best examples of how God can take something common and ordinary, walking, (laughs) and transforms it into something extraordinary. And that's why I call this little message the work of the walk. You see, we all walk. (laughs) Everybody's a walker. We now know that walking is much more than a mode of transportation. It's one of the best and most beneficial exercises around. It's good for your muscles, your heart, your weight. There's new evidence that walking can reduce the symptoms of diabetes. It can help you beat breast cancer. Walking is a real powerful thing to do. But you need to know there are details that must be attended to to reap the real benefits of the walk. Well, the same is true in your spiritual walk. We need a plan. Everybody needs a plan. If you are paying attention to this presidential race, and I don't think there's any way to avoid it, though sometimes I wish we could, the most important thing missing from just about any of the candidates, it seems, is a plan. Everybody's ranting and raving. Everybody's screaming at everybody. Everybody's personal attacks. But where's the plan? Where's the plan? I am so thankful you've joined us today. Love Rules is totally listener-supported. We depend on you. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? If we've been blessing you, then we're going to ask for your help. Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on giving. Thank you, and God bless you. Working the walk means learning a way to live. This spiritual walk is a lifelong endeavor. It involves more than memorizing a few scriptures or attending a few prayer meetings and Bible studies. We want to live our lives modeled after Jesus Christ. We want Christ to be in us. We're talking about a systematic way of living differently, and that involves day-to-day applications. So I like to talk about spiritual disciplines involving prayer and fasting and, and taking time to be alone with Christ. If you tell me already, Reverend Liz, I do that, well, I'm suggesting it's time to do more. Whether it's memorizing new scriptures or adding a new prayer time to your daily schedule or occasional fasting from particular food just to kind of understand sacrifice, developing these private practices draw you closer to God. Now, listen, we're not trying to earn salvation. We're not trying to buy our way to heaven. I'm not getting caught up in legalisms. I'm just suggesting that we learn to develop habits that will allow us to be more in God's presence as a means of receiving his grace. First thing we need to understand about working the walk is why it's so important. The text reads, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. In other words, God says, I want you to be great because I'm great. (laughs) Do you know who I am? I know who you are and I know you can do better. One of the lingering questions of humanity is, why are we here? Well, we were made in the image of God, Imago Dei. When you think about the 
physical power that humankind has already utilized in scientific and technological discovery and innovation. We've already shown inexhaustible power in crossing oceans and flying over the highest mountains and going into outer space. All of this technology that we now take for granted is really amazing. Cell phones, iPads, iPods, you can get a GPS in your shoes. My car phone actually reads my emails aloud. The military is building robots that can outrun cars and climb walls. It, it seems that there are no limits to our innovation. And that's only on the physical plane. Who knows where God can take us on the spiritual plane? Think about all the possibilities. The Apostle John wrote, My dear people, we're already the children of God, but what we are to be in the future has not yet been revealed. And I know we're talking about glory and the, the other side when we get to eternity, but I believe your spiritual possibilities are endless right here on earth. The power of the Holy Spirit can open blind eyes, can unstop deaf ears, can give life to the dead. Anytime you talk about resurrection, you're talking about the impossible becoming possible. There are no limits to our spiritual possibilities. Walking before God is gaining access to the power of God. Walking before God does not mean trying to get out in front of God. It also doesn't mean you will see God. It means God sees you. We are to live under the face of God, the eyes of God. It's a relationship with God. You are always in God's presence. Now think how you might act if you really believed God's eyes are always on you. It's not only about obedience. You may think of being blameless as being perfect. It's not that. We know from reading Abraham's story, he was anything but perfect. He had a lot of issues. <laughs> but the one thing Abraham did that proved he walked before the Lord was his practice of building altars. Altars, of course, are those places where you can worship God very intentionally and specifically. And you can trace Abraham's journey by the altars he built. And I, I suggest that you read Genesis 12 chapter and on and on and, and get the story of Abraham. It's a full story. Abraham loved the Lord. He worshiped the Lord. He turned worship into a spiritual practice, a discipline. And that is how he walked before God. And that is how he was considered blameless. This righteousness that we all want is not ours to create. God gives us righteousness through Jesus Christ. Our job is not about perfection, but it is about persistence. We want to grow in Christ. We want to become more like Jesus. We want to develop uh, attitudes and habits that that magnify the Lord, that give God the glory in everything we do. We won't reach perfection on earth, but God promises us perfection in eternity. What an exciting, exciting thing to look forward to. So in the meantime, just try to get as, as good as you can, because as humans, we can always do better. So blamelessness, not perfection. It's about being complete, full, lacking nothing essential. It's about being in Christ. Abraham walked before God and was considered blameless. I think we can do that too. Thanks for joining me. 
Have a great day. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you love